0: All right, I am ready. Are you ready?
1: I am ready. Ready for dramatic increase in increase increase there's increase there's in audio time. quality. I don't know if you use the
0: audio from oh I do sometimes. Uh, but is is everybody ready for a dramatic increase increase? Remember, hot, the hot, hot water can scald in less than seconds. Hot water can seconds. scald in
1: less than seconds. I quote that all the time to people, and they're <laughs> like, "What are you talking
0: about?" I just wait for some little child to grab my handle, and then. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, you ready? Yeah. All right, here we go. Three, two, one, click.
1: Clicked. We done did clicked it.
0: We have officially clicked it, and we no longer sound
1: like, like hot garbage. garbage.
0: Like, like the hottest garbage. Like
1: sad trash.
0: Like sad trash. I mean, I we are sad trash.
1: We are sad trash. Like, that take it true. from
0: us, ladies and gentlemen. We are sad trash. Sad my trash. Only, yes, yes. My genes... Trash. It's <laughs> all I produce.
1: Incorrect.
0: That's not true. You are you are the creme of the crop.
1: Nope.
0: Yep. Top of the heat. I'm
1: learning how to drive now.
0: You are learning how to drive. Me crazy. Am I right?
1: <laughs> I was already <laughs> able to do that. <laughs> comedy uh, uh jokes
0: yeah but you are learning how to drive that's pretty exciting yeah i yeah. have driven for two yeah. hours you did have driven uh, around all around the neighborhood huh on a mm-hmm. pretty uh, on a pretty gloomy day
1: yeah i right at rush hour
0: <laughs> but you know what you jump in with both feet you do because then the easy days will be easier
1: yeah. You know, I think actually driving around, the guy was talking to me when he was like, driving around this neighborhood is harder than driving most places because of how narrow the streets are.
0: Yep. Yep. I hate driving around our little neighborhoods. They are, they are starty and stoppy and people are always in the middle of the road. Yep. <laughs> but you know what would be a worse place to drive around in? Wherever this is. Post-apocalyptic Washington, D.C. It's so good. In the 2050s or whenever it is.
1: I was so confused as to what time period this story took place in for the first, like, three pages.
0: This entire, this, this week's story, everything about this story is a mystery. First of all, hey everybody, I'm Phil. And I'm Willow. And it's It's Del Toro time. It's Del Toro time. time. It's Del Toro time. We are back with the ecstasy, not the ecstasy of influence. I did it again we're back with the dark descent the dark descent uh uh, what is it the shadows of sleep the
1: the fizz fantastic
0: the fabulous
1: formless darkness
0: (laughs) 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 dr dr crazy and the fantabulous (laughs) yes fabulous (laughs) formless darkness we are talking about uh like that it's 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 horror that is vague and what is reality and everything is weird and what's weird is this story is probably the most borderline horror story we've read mate well Mm -hmm. at least the reach had ghosts in it but like the reach the horror inherent in this story is like far deeper than
1: are you saying this is the wait i'm confused as to what you're (laughs) claiming here (laughs) what i'm
0: claiming is this story I can see many people reading this story and going, "This isn't a horror story. This is science fiction, if anything." I read uh, it as weird fiction. Social, social science fiction. Yeah, it's, but it is horrific. Yeah. Just not visceral. I mean, I don't know. It's we. It's a what is this story that we're reading?
1: The story is Seven American Nights. Hmm. Um, which is that a play on uh
0: yes no maybe a thousand and one arabian nights
1: yeah maybe
0: it's yes uh i will go on record as saying yes considering Mm -hmm. that like there are a lot of persian names in the story and -hmm. a lot of references to persian literature and yeah the the literary allusions in this story begin on page one and they don't let up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, thousand and one. No, not a thousand. Seven American knights. Uh, do you know? Do you know what the irony of that title is?
1: Probably not.
0: The irony being, he only ever talks about six nights there's a missing night in the story and that's one of the many mysteries of the story uh gene wolf uh what would happen if a wolf wore jeans why he would be an author a gene wolf (laughs) he would be a celebrated (laughs) author of sci-fi and (laughs) fantasy yeah a a not only a celebrated author of science fiction and fantasy but one of the most celebrated authors of science fiction fantasy Literary sci-fi fantasy and uh, and uh, also very religious man, um, very religious man uh, who filled his who filled his stories with critiques of religion. Uh, mm-hmm. He is he is not originally from, but he grew up in Houston, Texas. Oh, yeah. went to high school and college there. He attended Lamar High School in Houston, where I've I have been to it. He went to Texas A&M University go aggies i guess and uh (laughs) his first public publication his first publishing was in a student literary journal called the commentator he fought in the korean war he got a degree in the university of houston uh became an industrial engineer but he just kept on writing now here's something interesting about gene Wolfe. his most famous engineering achievement is he contributed to the machine that makes Pringles.
1: Hell yeah.
0: We would not have well, we probably would have them, but we would not have what we think of as Pringles without Gene Wolfe. Uh his most famous work is Book of the New Sun, which is like this multi-volume fantasy epic. Mm-hmm. Uh he knew J.R.R. Tolkien. Uh they were correspondents. Um he is considered one of the most underrated uh Uh, Authors of all time uh, by people in his circles, Uh, Neil Gaiman credits him as an inspiration, Harlan Ellison uh, uh, considered him one of the greatest authors to ever live, he won multiple awards, World Fantasy Awards, Sci-Fi Fantasy Awards, he was the uh, Science Fiction and Fantasy Writers of America Grand Master in 2012, Uh, he was a guest of honor at the 1985 World Science Fiction Convention, he received the Edward E. Smith Skylark Award in 1989. He is just award winner, award winner, award winner. Uh, wrote a ton of books. run a ton of short stories. There are a ton of books about him. And then he died uh, in 2019 at the age of 87 in Illinois. Damn. And that's Gene Wolfe. A right jolly old elf. <laughs> 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 that's all I have to say. He from what I could tell, he was a nice guy. That's all I could yeah. that's that's yeah, that's the beginning and ending. I can't imagine he was not a nice guy. Uh if you want to know what a nice guy he was, that's what he looked like, ladies and gentlemen. Gene Wolf. How can this guy not be nice? I mean look at him. Look at him. He's got a must- a picture behind him. He's got a... Oh, my gosh. There's what I thought was an exit sign behind him, but it says stairs. Yep. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this, we are looking at the Gene Wolfe picture from his Wikipedia page. And again, he looks like... In this picture, he looks like future Mario. Oh, my
1: God. You have so many tabs open.
0: I do have a lot of tabs open. This is my research. This is how I do research. I just open tab after tab, and I look for pictures of celebrities. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like this one Zelda Rubinstein young because I wanted to know if Zelda Rubinstein ever looked young I see she, I played, see. she played the uh, the medium in Poltergeist
1: okay.
0: uh, the answer to that question no she never actually did look young uh, stop the share so that's Gene Wolfe and at, at some point he wrote this story Seven American Nights it's a really uh, good story yeah, let's, let's, right off the bat, let's just say that I think we both really liked this story. Yeah. Yeah, 1978, orig- originally published in Orbit 20, uh, edited by Damon Knight. Yeah, so this, this came out after I was born, but before I could read.
1: <laughs> if you hear my keyboard clicking in the recording, I apologize.
0: I thought you had disappeared for a second. Nope. Uh, uh, I was looking yeah. something up. This is in multiple like greatest science fiction collections of all time, uh, or greatest science fiction story collections, not greatest science fiction collections of all time. I can't yeah. get my hat straight. I am this is driving me nuts. Okay, so what's weird is if you look at all of these collections that this story has been in, not a single one of them mentioned horror.. <laughs> Just science fiction. So what does our buddy, David G. Hartwell, have to say about the story? Why is it here? What does it say? Um, well, Mm -hmm.
1: it says that it is a complex and horrifying vision of the future, strange, elusive, and ambiguous. It really feels like this is a story that was put in here after Smoke Ghost,
0: mm-hmm
1: as a like like if if it's not considered horror as a like continuation of a theme yeah um like the the jolly corner smoke ghost and this are like a solid trio
0: yeah yeah i can see exactly what you're saying uh they form a nice yeah a nice triptych about like the horror, horror of the city, and mm-hmm. the horror of American society. Yeah, like one is so- solidly set in the past, one yep. is solidly about the present, and this yep. one is solidly about the future. And they're they are mm-hmm. all horrific for different reasons. Uh, um, he, also he also says, says it's a it, oh. it's a posian cryptogram. Yeah, which uh i was reading the book between light and shadow an exploration of the fiction of gene Wolfe from 1951 to 1986 Mm -hmm. Uh, and it has a whole section on this story and the author says in his introduction to this story that many writers like to leave this like say like and then at the end of it, you're not sure what's real or not. And it's me- it's intentionally ambiguous. And he's like, absolutely not. This yeah. is one of the few stories that is meant to be solved. Like, yep. you are supposed to go back and figure out what the heck really happened. It's not supposed to be like, and it's up to what you think. It's more like, no, there are clues all through this story as to mm-hmm. what's really going on. And even though we can never be sure... You're supposed to do the work and try to figure. It. It's a hard story. <laughs> yeah. So, at the risk of being here all night, what is this story about?
1: Well, it's an epistolary story uh mm-hmm. told through journal entries, which are some of my favorite types of stories actually. Yeah. Uh it's about a man named something.
0: Nadan Jafar Jaffer- Z- Jafarzada.
1: Nadan Jafferzada, mm-hmm. who is visiting America. Yes. From Iran. Yeah. Uh, and it takes place after some horrible event in the future. Uh, like, they called it the eclipse.
0: Right, but. Uh, which, it... like,
1: it's like, it seemed to, like, block out the sun or something. Um. It's which,
0: very vague what yeah. actually happened.
1: And then there's there's talk of, like, discovering, like, oh, there's actually only one of each, like, electron, proton, blah, 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 blah.
0: The upshot of which is that America has destroyed itself.
1: Yeah. Um, it seems like a lot of places, like, struggled, but America was hit the hardest. Yes. Uh, and everyone is, like, everyone there has, like, various genetic issues, uh and stuff and it's all I would go so I would
0: go so far, I would say that it goes a little beyond s- genetic issues Well yeah yeah they... <laughs> like most most people are uh, the the walking uh, like melted they are Yeah uh and and then there's some people maybe who are beyond simply like mm-hmm. deformed who are, might actually be a whole new form of life
1: Yeah it's, it's, it reminded me of Innsmouth at first.
0: Mm hmm. Um, yeah.
1: Cause I did not, the, like, the, I was trying to figure out what the heck was happening for the first few pages. Uh, Cause I didn't realize that it took place in the future at first. Mm. Um, and I was like, is this like an H, like, is this set in like an H.P. Lovecraft, like, kind of universe? Like, is there something wrong with this town? And then they were like, laser pistol. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs>
0: right it's so just like he doesn't hold your hand through any well because it's a journal entry so Mm -hmm. the guy's writing a letter or a journal presumably in the beginning to his girlfriend
1: yeah or his mother
0: yeah oh because it's it's presented as a detective has Mm -hmm. given this journal to his mother and girlfriend and now they are reading it because he disappeared so mm-hmm. these are the only entries that are in his journal. Yes. Yeah. And um, yeah, so he, he's come yeah.
1: Yeah, he shows up on a boat, on a boat, on a ship. Uh he's pretty stoked to be there cuz the water's all funky.
0: No pun intended. Um, <laughs> because ships have stokers. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the ship.
1: I really liked the beginning of this story. I thought it really developed, like, his, like, character really well. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a man who is excited to be, like, exploring and looking around. Uh, and he has the confidence to be excited in front of other people who are not excited.
0: Yeah. He's a. He is presumably a tourist. Uh, as mm-hmm. far as. As far as the journal allows you to know
1: mm-hmm.
0: at this does, point.
1: Yeah. It does. At this point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he... It's pretty much like a, like after the first couple of entries. No, after the first entry. Or wait, no. there's He writes in the morning and then he writes in the evening. Yeah. Of the first night. And after that... Uh, he is like so. Yasmin can't read this.
0: Yes. <laughs> like, uh,
1: and Yasmin's his his partner or his girlfriend.
0: Right. Even though he does sleep with at least at least two different people in the course of this. Yeah. Uh, uh a sex worker. At least one sex worker. Maybe three. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the female protagonist of the story. Uh, yeah. Or plot point i can't even i don't even know like what her what her motives at the end of the day are it's it's so weird uh uh but the 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 structure of this story is that it's titled seven american nights Mm -hmm. we get a description of the six days leading up to his disappearance yep um during which the time he goes to the theater a lot Mm -hmm. he visits the smithsonian institute He meets horribly mutated people.
1: He He buys buys someone a sandwich.
0: (laughs) He does buy someone a sandwich. Uh, A museum curator, presumably, who is working Mm -hmm. on a machine that can... Basically, it's AI. It's an AI machine that can perfectly replicate the writing style and handwriting of anyone. Oh, by the way, we're reading a journal. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) That's one of those things you got to keep in mind. Yeah, Uh, Yeah. There is some kind of conspiracy going on with mm-hmm. uh, two guys named. Oh, what are their names? Uh, Tallman. Yeah. <laughs> and Gassum. Yep. Tallman and Gassum. Uh, he falls in love with an actress in a play who he wants so desperately to, to be with. Mm hmm. A guy arranges to set them up, but then the guy tries to rob him. He ends up getting the guy arrested. So he has to, the woman is like, please help me get this guy out. He's an actor and we need him in a show. But then you find out that they might be tied up in this conspiracy. The whole thing is, well, oh yeah. And he buys drugs at one point Mm -hmm. and then he buys six or he buys the curator candy eggs and he reserves six for himself and he doses one of the candy eggs with the drugs. Yeah. And then he's going to eat one each day, never knowing which one has the drugs in it.
1: Yep. To see if there's so actually anyone... any drugs in them. What? To see if there's actually any
0: drugs. like Right. But also, you never know if any of these days are the result of a drug-induced hallucination. Yep. But also, he doesn't know, but also, he but... never stops bringing that up. But also, like, placebo effect, question mark? Exactly. <laughs> exactly because uh, he thinks mm-hmm. he keeps thinking he's like wait a minute this could all have been my imagination from the drugs and then the next day he's like wait a minute this could all have been my imagination yeah he gets attacked by a werewolf monster at
1: one point mm-hmm. who was who was there's another like writer that he talks about uh what was his name oz ozman
0: uh, Osman Osman.
1: Osman, yeah, um, who, like, wrote about, like, traveling the world and stuff, who nobody, yeah. like, believes they like, the stories of. Um, there's another, there's, like, a, a yeah, uh, but uh, he's, like, he wrote about these creatures and no one believed him. So there's that thing where it's, like, is he seeing things because of the drugs that he has read about? Or right. was this other guy, like, not actually, like, in, like, lying?
0: Yeah, and... He doesn't get his gun, up, his laser gun, by the way, up in enough mm-hmm. time to shoot the animal, but then he gets knocked out. And when he comes to, the animal has been shot. Yeah. So are people following him and trying to keep him alive? <laughs> or are people try- following him and trying to kill him? <laughs> we don't know. We know that his room gets ransacked at one point because yeah. the, the candy eggs get moved around. Uh, and one
1: of them goes missing.
0: That's right. One of them goes missing,
1: which could um, be the drugged one.
0: Could be the drugged one. It could not be, the uh, the the two men, uh, Tallman and Gasman, who are they were on the boat with him when he g- arrives mm-hmm. in America, and he finds out that the woman artist, her name is, that he has fallen yeah. in love with, is is in cahoots with them. They are going to fund an exploration into the heart of old America to uh, To seek out treasures, and you get some hints. You know that he is—he has a goal, a secret goal—to yeah. break into the national gallery and steal some figurines to bring back to Iran. Yep. And that apparently he had written about this in his journal at one point, but then he excised that part of the entry.
1: Yeah, he writes about he writes about that because he doesn't want it to be discovered because someone ransacked his room
0: right which is one of the theories that one of the reasons there's only six days here is because he went to the national gallery at one point and when he excised Mm -hmm. that chunk he excised the end of one entry and the beginning of another or the beginning of another entry so that one entry just and there's all these clues like his windows are shut at one point, and then without any reference to them opening, they are suddenly open. And people are like, well, this must yeah. be the next day. Like, it's little things mm-hmm. like that all throughout the story that are just, like, mind-blowing. Yeah. Ugh. So there's a the whole thing with bread mold.
1: Yeah, because he talks about American food for a bit. Yeah. And, like, pre- like preserving preservatives and stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. How, like, Uh, America, like, developed preservatives that were so good that that might be what screwed up people's, mm -hmm. like, biology?
1: It's It's,
0: yeah, it's, it's, I won't, I won't even say it's vague, it's just, there's so much information that you could miss it.
1: Yeah, because the werewolf creature that he encounters, he talks about how, like, supposedly they're from people who, during, like, the Great Calamity or whatever, like, consumed other human flesh because the livestock had chemicals in them that were altering, like, bodies and stuff. But yeah. they didn't realize that it was actually, like, humans had way more of it in them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Uh, so just, like, a like a lot of stuff.
0: So people got mutated just partly because of the genetically altered food and partly because they ate people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it, you think the story's gone about as dark as it's going to get. <laughs> Um but also and then you're like, oh, cannibalism.
1: A lot of it is like hearsay.
0: <laughs> yep, because there's no there's no real records and you're in the you're in America where no one has told the truth about anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people are horribly mutated in some ways. Yeah. They t- he yeah. talks
1: to a guy who's missing his lower jaw. Right. Uh, like there's he kills he goes to visit a park at one point uh after being told not to because it's dangerous um and there's like dogs and people and he kills a dog person mm-hmm. or a dog and like these people in the park seem to be more able-bodied than the others so he doesn't want to give them any money it's right. a it's a weird scene it kind of like
0: yeah yeah and there's theories you. that the, that those people in the park are actually undercover agents, mm-hmm. because you learn a lot about the uh, about the way the criminal justice system works. There's like all these levels of policing. It's very Brazil. Mm-hmm. He has to go to yeah. the. Yeah, he goes to, like, the, the police station to try to Brazil get... still the
1: movie, by the way. <laughs> right, right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he goes to the police station to try to get this guy out, and he just keeps getting shuttled back and forth to all these different, like, yeah. bureaucrats who he hasn't signed and the right form or talked to the right person.
1: He's not initially going to even press charges on the guy, because uh, he feels bad, but the cops are like, please Please press charges. We just beat the crap out of this guy.
0: Yeah, the cops come and they beat the crap out of him. And then they're like, look, if you don't have him arrest, if you, if you don't want to press charges, then we're going to get in trouble for beating the crap out of him. And he's like, okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, it's it's ugly. And the whole thing is nightmarish. And it's mm-hmm. all set in Washington, D.C. So he's... Yeah. my fav- One of my favorite parts is where he gets shown he gets shown the ru- the ruins of like the former like head like the 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 palace where the head of the United States used to live and he's like no one remembers what it was called so they all just call it the white house
1: mm-hmm. and
0: i just yep. <laughs> i love I, I just thought that was pretty funny um uh yeah and he really wants to 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 bang this woman <laughs> like,
1: he really kinda... does i <laughs> yeah. was like i was part of me was like can you stop talking about this woman please
0: yeah he becomes <laughs> i want to know
1: more about everything else <laughs> uh
0: but she does become a, a major player yeah. in the story uh, and uh, she's also like manipulating him oh yeah in a lot of ways there's uh there's a scene where he like calls down to get sex workers sent up and his the person renting out the place to the room to him like sends up three women Mm -hmm. And he chooses one who looks enough like the woman that he's obsessed with. But then she also has a club foot, which is like what someone else. So there's all this theories about whether like there's all this stuff about gender. And like Mm -hmm. it, it gets there's a lot of theories about this story.
1: Yeah, it's. It's a really like weirdly upsetting story. Mm hmm. Like, I never, I didn't really know how to feel about the protagonist the entire time.
0: (laughs) Well, because you don't really get to know what he's really all about. Because he's lying half the time. And the other half the time, well, his room gets ransacked. Mm
1: -hmm. He
0: ends up sleeping with artists. But she won't let him turn on the lights while they're being intimate. Mm -hmm. So during one of their intimate moments, he... (laughs) He uses his laser gun to shoot at. What are you picking at your head for?
1: I'm just. My forehead is itchy.
0: Yeah, I can tell.
1: Sorry, <laughs> I I'm ex- just. I, I
0: keep expecting you to be like. <laughs> 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 like I've been a, a demon this whole time. Like the scene in Poltergeist. He's like, I feel like you're gonna just like rip <laughs> off your face. No, uh, no. He shoots a laser gun at a glass of wine and ignites the alcohol and is able to momentarily see the woman in the nude something so horrible mm-hmm. that he kills her maybe maybe kills her we don't yep. really know uh and he's arrested presumably disappears presumably He also may have run to the interior of the United States, but there's also the fact that the whole last chunk of the story Mm -hmm. might not even have been written by him, and it might have been written by that computer in the Smithsonian that can imitate anybody's cadence and handwriting because the secret police may have gotten him and fabricated the end so people don't figure out what he was really there for. Also, I think the United States is planning to invade or poison all the other countries with what infected them like that's another thing going on yeah there's this conspiracy to send out this poison grain or whatever all over the world a la the last of us to kill everybody else yeah also there might be a fungus covering all the buildings that is starting to fruit and bloom we don't know
1: it's a really weird story
0: yeah it is super strange but Uh, the last section
1: it is really well written the last section of the story isn't uh him it's yasmin and his mother yes uh who are have finished reading it and they're like first of all there is just the word gem simulator is dropped yep (laughs) which great (laughs) uh Oh, and there's the two things linking the, um, the beginning and end of this story, or one thing linking the beginning and end of this story, uh, with the first letter from the, or the only letter from the, um, like investigator
0: Mm -hmm. is
1: that, uh, he writes, hey, I haven't like gotten payment or any like thing from you guys yet, like in a while, uh, like Maybe the letters and stuff are being delayed because this place sucks. Um, and the ending of this, they talk about letters also being delayed, which yes. makes me think there's something going on with, like, the post as well between all of these people, which could lend to the idea that he's been taken by other people.
0: Right. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: yeah. Also... also-
1: the investigator what? note at the beginning might not be the investigator at all.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of theories about which day, if any, he ate the hallucinatory egg on. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of the theory is that he wasn't sold a hallucinogen. He was sold a poison. Yeah. With them expecting him to just take the poison that night. And then when he doesn't, mm-hmm. they're like, what's going on? And now he's poisoned one of the eggs, but he doesn't know which one and that's why they break into his house like it's there's a lot of there's a lot of these weird this is a strange story that's very hard to summarize
1: yeah.
0: uh uh it's also highly specific about the layout of washington so if you know d c particularly d c mm-hmm. in like the late seventies i guess it like maps really well uh it all makes nice. very much sense it's very much like like the uh the story we read
1: yeah.
0: uh, where I was like, wait, this is just Liverpool. This is exactly Liverpool. Yeah, it
1: um, was that story. It was uh, Macintosh
0: Willie. Yeah, Macintosh Willie. So there's a lot of theories. I suggest if anyone wants to know about these wild theories about the story, just pick up the Between Light and Shadow and exploration of the fiction of mm-hmm. Gene Wolfe. It's it, it, it. this chapter is long and it just breaks it all down. Not only like the author's theories, but competing theories from other authors so, mm-hmm. and like he like picks them apart and he's like well here's here's the alterations i would make to this theory you know what doesn't help though is that one of the people who's written about it is named Tallman. oh so it gets really confusing at times if he's talking about the character Tallman or the guy Tallman who's writing about the story trust me i had to read one chapter twice <laughs> also you can't see this if you're just listening to the episode, but. Cat! A, a kitty, a kitty. Artemis! A kitty, kitty, kitty. Artemis came and jumped on my lap. Artemis came, what do you think of that? Artemis is here. She looks Artemis is like here. she regrets it. And she jumped on my lap. Goodbye. <laughs> that was a visit from Artemis. She pushed open the door Artemis. and came in. Yeah. A visit from St. Artemis. Goodbye, Artemis. I don't want to slam the door in your tail. I mean, your tail in the door. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. She's gone. Um, There is a cat in this story, apparently. There is a play in which a cat is spoken to with telepathy. Oh, by the way, you learn a lot about these plays that he goes to see, which are real plays. Real plays... That have been altered since it's been like many years, and Mm -hmm. these plays have been adapted. They they have been updated. They've been modernized, which I find fascinating. Like we do with Shakespeare. Some of these plays like that
1: one, uh, version of Jesus Christ Superstar we saw.
0: Exactly, so the plays mm-hmm. some of these plays are like, well, they've said it in modern time, and it doesn't really work. You hear him complain, but these are real plays, Mary Rose, which is written by j.m Barry uh, a play by uh, Gore Vidal called "Visit to a Small Planet," which sounds mm-hmm. fascinating. I was just reading mm-hmm. about it, but it does have an it's about an alien who comes to Earth and he communicates telepathically with the cat named Rosemary, uh, and then nice. out of boredom start out of boredom start tries to start a war um. And, uh, yeah, and apparently, if you know that play and you read this story, this story is kind of a retelling in some ways of that play with mm-hmm. America being the alien, which is I'm yeah. like, OK, great. Thank you, Gene Wolf, for being smarter than I could ever hope to be. <laughs> there's a lot of references to uh, I can't. There's a there's a well, not just a thousand and one nights, but uh, the adventures of Haji Baba.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: um which is a which is a a, a story by James Moyer Morier, that apparently is a big influence on this story this story is just a a a puzzle box of of references yeah. and allusions uh we not have to, to, to mention read like it all twice
1: of, to well more than twice to to go in full depth into it
0: uh, not to mention we need that more it might than one be, episode yeah it might be a Christ allegory as well mm-hmm. since it's set uh the story is set and leads up is leading up to Easter Sunday based on the calendar they give us, but it ends on Maundy Thursday. Mm-hmm. And apparently like the bread is representative of, uh, uh, the Eucharist and the, uh, Cretan, the character of Cretan, his steps are reminiscent of the earthquake at the, at Christ's like resurrection and but what you're supposed to get out of this is that america is the christ figure this is about the resurrection of america but it's a dark parallel resurrection where the eucharist is poison and it's about how the america has died but it's trying to rise again there's a lot going on there's a lot going on gene wolf there's a
1: lot going on
0: there's a lot going on uh i just i can't i just can't is there's just so much Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I highly recommend people seek this story out. Oh yeah! Like I, I highly recommend. We haven't, we haven't even scratched the surface on everything that's in this story. It's, and it's uh, also just a very good story. Th- that's the big thing. Is it's also just very entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a story uh, called "Drayden in Love" from. A... Thought I had it up here. Uh, anyway jeff it's a jeff vandermeer story i think it's here do i have it do i have it no they must all be downstairs all my jeff vandermeers are still downstairs it's called drayden in love and it's about and i i kept thinking about it while i was reading this it's about a, a young guy all on his own who arrives in a city uh where he's never been that's very dark and foreboding and doesn't like he doesn't understand all the rules he he doesn't he he's living by staying by himself and he's kind of like going a little nuts and he sees a beautiful woman mm. in the window of a sh- of a factory and falls in love with her and starts conspiring to meet her cuz he's certain that they'll hit it off and be perfect for each other and having read Drayden in love a few times reading this i kept being reminded of it like i think Jeff Van, I don't know, there's something, I don't know if Jeff Vandermeer intended it as an homage, or if maybe he's, I'm sure he's read this story, uh, mm-hmm. maybe he's just read this story, and like, that feel was in the back of his head, but if you read Drayden in Love, they, it has a lot of this same feel, there's a lot of world building happening under the surface, mm-hmm. so if you read the story, you get a feel for what this world is, without them yeah. just coming right out and explaining everything, except this is America. It's a cool story.
1: it's a cool story
0: this is america it is that's our future it's also nice to see america presented as just like it had its it had its moment yeah yep threw it all away for good for for long-lasting bread Uh,
1: (laughs) and long-lasting people
0: (laughs) and long-lasting people shouldn't have eaten all the people shouldn't have eaten all the people um Yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to see. I'm looking at my outline. I'm trying to see if we've forgotten anything. Um, You mentioned the guy with no lower jaw. Mm -hmm. Uh, He buys a gift for artists at one point that's made up of old money that's, like, worthless money now. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, he eats an egg every day. Uh, Yep poison egg yada 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 yeah i think we covered the story it's just it's there's just, just really so good.
1: much yeah, there's really
0: no movie story. of it no <laughs> it was never ad- i don't think it was ever adapted into anything i could be wrong watch me be wrong seven american knights gene wolf no it was never adapted into anything
1: no this is not one of those stories that would be easy to adapt <laughs>
0: i mean i think you could you just have to be careful about it
1: mm-hmm.
0: seven american Nights. yeah there's no adaptations of this uh maybe i'll make a play of it
1: <laughs> next fringe festival yeah.
0: maybe it should be directed by uh by the guy who did uh dune <laughs> maybe it should be directed by him he could do a good job with it.
1: I don't know. I always find that stories like this, when they're a- adapted into anything, tend to, like, solidify one of the theories rather than leaving it open.
0: Yeah. Like Guillermo del Toro's upcoming Frankenstein? <laughs> <laughs> Man, if that movie if there, ends if up not line getting sad, made... If trash
1: gonna... isn't in that movie, I'm going to be upset.
0: <laughs> if it's not in the movie, we'll go see it and we'll just shout it out in the middle. Yep, and we're like, no, no, we're fans. Sad trash. <laughs> in any case, who was your favorite character in Seven American Nights?
1: Um, I liked the man who he bought the sandwich for that was really excited about his science.
0: Oh yeah, because there's this whole discussion they have about language, like and
1: how scent is the true language.
0: Yeah, like there's scent and then you translate that into words and then there's like mm-hmm. writing and like reading and like every step along the way you're losing more and more mm-hmm. of your intention. Yeah, yeah, it ge- it's a long part of the story and it's fascinating.
1: And I just I like the guy I like the uh, he's just so happy to talk about science and I appreciate that about him. He's one of the guys working on the machine.
0: Oh, we didn't even get to mention that our protagonist gets to act on stage at one point. Oh, yeah, uh, one of the actors, one of the actors gets arrested, and he has to fill in. Like it's just there's so much happens, mm-hmm. so much happens, and it never, it ne- but it never feels like just incident. It's it pushes you forward. Yeah. like everything happens for a reason. Things happen to, so that like yeah, he has to be in the play so that they could ransack his room. It's it's it's,
1: it's that thing where it's like you read it and you're like this is all so well like put together like is this a scheme or whatever and then you like think back and you're like if this was all written by ai was it like like this is a really convenient story
0: (laughs) right uh yeah god yeah it's so good you think this is his writing the older woman asked opening the notebook at random when the younger did not answer she added perhaps perhaps yeah
1: yeah it's good
0: yeah good story highly recommend good story.
1: i actually sent the name and author of the story to one of my friends so that he can read it
0: <laughs> congratulations gene wolf you've done it you did it you gotta recommend uh well speaking of wolves wearing jeans what is the next story uh in the dark descent
1: to with that <laughs> It is the Signal Man by Charles Dickens
0: <laughs> Signal Man Signal Man Dickens all the way. Here comes the Signal Man, a story I have actually read quite a few times. It's very short, yeah. it's very pithy. It's a very good story. uh it's a ghost story for Christmas time, so we're a little ahead of the game. but the Signal Man and there are adaptations of the Signal Man
1: uh, I mean there's adaptations of most things Charles
0: Dickens has written. <laughs> radio plays and TV plays. I can't nope. think of what I was gonna say sopra I was gonna say opera there's but then Doctor Who episodes it, probably based on there's the a Signal whole Man. doctor
1: there's a whole Doctor Who episode about Charles Dickens
0: oh oh yeah no I know that yeah. I'm just thinking there's probably there's signalman kind of feels like a doctor Who episode in some ways um I mean I don't the want story to story after anything that's by
1: away. Stephen King
0: what? The story yeah. after
1: this one is by stephen king
0: heck yeah yeah signal man has an episode of suspense based on it uh an episode of bbc's ghost stories for christmas based on it uh an episode of beyond midnight based on it uh elements from it were used in the andrew lloyd weber musical the woman in white mm-hmm. it was adapted for radio by the columbia workshop the weird circle hall of fantasy suspense and beyond midnight uh, the canadian broadcasting radio company produced a production of it a brazilian filmmaker made a 15 minute short film it was an audio drama in 2019 for uh shadows at the door of the podcast uh, it was a hindi radio drama and uh a version of it was broadcast on christmas day on bbc radio 4 starring uh samuel west and james Purifoy. and that was in 2022 so <laughs> there was I also, also an do episode our of our
1: own adaptation of this
0: the Doctor Who episode, The Unquiet Dead, in which the Doctor meets yep. Charles Dickens, he mentions the signal man. Mm-hmm. So.
1: We should do our own version of this story.
0: We just read it, read it out loud, act it out. Yeah. Can you do a spooky voice?
1: Not right now. Let's hear it. <laughs> no. I'll
0: do one. What are you looking <laughs> at? <laughs> what are you looking at? That's what it sounds like.
1: Say. It sounds like the voice that someone would do for a sheep in like uh Adult Swim cartoon.
0: I don't even want to know what what Adult Swim cartoon. I am a sheep. What am I looking at? I'm the wearing end a ghost of an hat. Episode. I'm wearing a ghost hat. It is the end of an yeah. episode. Has. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for spending time with us when we talked about Seven American Nights. Gene Wolfe. Please join us next time when we talk about that man, that dick man. <laughs> dick Chuck. Chuck Dick. Charles
1: Dickens, everyone.
0: Charles when the we Dickens. we talk
1: about Signal Man.
0: Friend of Wilkie Collins himself, Charles Dickens, author of Drood. He died while writing it, Uh, Charles Dick. We saw that. We did, Uh, the musical.
1: It was very fun.
0: Subway sandwiches. Um, And
1: you had an homage to it in your your stage show this year.
0: I did. I did. Mm -hmm. I did. I mentioned that show, Drood, um, which we're not talking about next week. But join us next week for the Signal Man. I'll be your Signal Man. Uh, I'm Phil
1: and I'm Willow
0: <laughs> and we'll see you when it's, it's Del, Toro, del time. Toro
1: time oh and happy Halloween
0: <laughs> happy Halloween
1: Woo! we don't have a special Halloween episode this year
0: this is it